FBI raids and the criminalization of dissent. I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! with my weekly Breaking the Sound Barrier podcast. Early in the morning of Friday, September 24th, FBI agents in Chicago and Minnesota's Twin Cities kicked in the doors of anti-war activists brandishing guns, spending hours rifling through their homes. The FBI took away computers, photos, notebooks, and other personal property. Residents were issued subpoenas to appear before a grand jury in Chicago. It was just the latest in the ongoing crackdown on dissent in the United States, targeting peace organizers as supporters of foreign terrorist organizations. Colleen Rowley knows about the FBI. She was a career special agent with the FBI who blew the whistle on the Bureau's failures in the lead-up to the 9-11 attacks. Time magazine named her Person of the Year in 2002. A few days after the raids in her hometown of Minneapolis, she told me, This is not the first time that you've seen uh, this Orwellian turn of the war on terror onto domestic peace groups and social justice groups. Uh, Actually, we've—we had that began very quickly after 9-11, and there were legal opinions, Office of Legal Counsel opinions, that said the First Amendment no longer controls the war on terror. But even so, this is shocking and alarming that, at this point, we have um, the, you know, humanitarian advocacy now being treated as somehow material support to terrorists. Jess Sundin's home was raided. She was the lead organizer of the St. Paul, Minnesota anti-war march on Labor Day 2008 that occurred as the Republican National Convention began. She described the raid. Friday morning, uh, I woke to a bang at the door, and by the time I was downstairs, there were six or seven federal agents already in my home where my partner and my six-year-old daughter had already been awake. Uh, We were given the search warrant, and they went through the entire house. They spent probably about four hours going through all our personal belongings, every book, paper, uh, our clothes, um, and filled several boxes and crates with with our computers, our phones, my passport. And when they were done, uh, as I said, they have many crates full of of my personal belongings with which they left my house. Agents smashed activist Mick Kelly's fish tank when they barged into his home this last weekend. The net cast by the FBI that morning included not only anti-war activists, but those who actively support a change foreign policy toward Israel, Palestine, and Colombia. The warrant for Kelly sought all records of his travel, not only to those countries, but also all his domestic U.S. travel since 2000 and all his personal contacts. No one was arrested. No one was charged with a crime. Days later, hundreds of protesters rallied outside FBI offices nationally. The raids happened just days after the U.S. Department of Justice's inspector general released a report called A Review of the FBI's Investigations of Certain Domestic Advocacy Groups. The IG looked at FBI surveillance and investigation of, among others, the environmental group Greenpeace, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, and the Pittsburgh-based Thomas Merton Center. Founded in 1972 to support opposition to the war in Vietnam, the Merton Center continues to be a hub of anti-war activism in Pittsburgh. In 2002, the FBI spied on a Merton-organized rally claiming persons with links to international terrorism would be present. As the IG reports, this claim was a fabrication, which was then relayed to FBI Director Robert Mueller, who repeated it under oath to the Senate Judiciary Committee. 
The illegal surveillance trickles down through joint terrorism task forces that bring together federal, state, and local law enforcement, homeland security, and military agencies, often under the roof of a fusion center, the name given to shadowy trans-jurisdictional intelligence centers. There, it seems, slapping the domestic terror tag on activists is standard. Pennsylvania Governor Ed Rendell recently apologized when it was revealed that his state homeland security director, James Powers, had contracted with a private company to research and distribute information about citizen groups engaged in legal activity. Groups opposed to the environmentally destructive extraction of natural gas, known as fracking, for example, were referred to as environmental extremists. Their crime? Holding a screening of the Sundance-winning documentary Gasland. I apologize to the Marcellus Shale protesters. I apologize to the taxpayers' protesters. I apologize to the lesbian and gay uh, pride festival. I apologize to virtually every single name that was on this list. Back in the Twin Cities, the state has been forced to back off eight other activists, dubbed the RNC8, who were part of organizing the protests at the Republican National Convention. They all were preemptively arrested before the convention started and charged under Minnesota state law as terrorists. The prosecution has since dropped all terrorism charges. Four of them will go to trial on other charges. This is all happening while the Obama administration uses fear of terrorism to seek expanded authority to spy on Internet users. And as another scandal is brewing, the Justice Department also revealed this week that FBI agents regularly cheated on an exam testing knowledge of proper rules and procedures governing domestic surveillance. This is more than just a cheating scandal. It's about basic freedoms at the core of our democracy, the abuse of power, and the erosion of civil liberties. I'm Amy Goodman with Dennis Moynihan.